go with the right hand part, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Let me pray over you, my friend. Gracious God, I just pray for Rick this morning. I pray for the Spirit to be present upon him. He is a brother, and I appreciate all that he does for this church and all he does to support me and has supported. And so now let the words flow from you to him to all of us. May they speak to us about what it means that these words that change everything. And the fact is that, that we are loved. Lord, let us know that most of all for all of us today. Pour into him as your prophet this morning. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Both here and at home, everybody said... So y'all ever have one of those weeks? Multiply it by 5, add 12, and that's this week. Some of you may or may not have known I was rear-ended a couple weeks ago at a stoplight, and uh, the insurance company actually finally totaled my three-month-old car. (laughs) But in the process, they told me I had six days to find a new car. So in the process of trying to find a new car, and oh, by the way, I did, um, it, you know, everything that could happen happened, which is why pretty much I knew that this was going to be an okay week. Because if, if I'm finding more and more in my life that if, if you're not being challenged by the evil one, then you're probably not making a difference in the world. <laughs> So if that's the case, then we're making some major differences here at the church. I'm just going to say that. So I want to begin um, our time this morning uh, reading to you just a little bit from Luke chapter 24, verse 36. And this part of it I'm going to read to you. I'm going to actually tell you another part of it later on. But Luke chapter 24, chapter 24 verse 36. While they were still talking about this, Jesus' life and death and, and all, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and frightened, thinking that, he was saw, that they had seen a ghost. He said to them, Why are you troubled and why do, your, why do doubts rise in your mind? Look at my hands. My feet, it is I myself. Touch me and see. A ghost does not have flesh and bones, as you see I have. When he said this, he showed them his hands and feet. And while they still did not believe it because of joy and amazement, he asked them, do you have anything to eat? They gave him a piece of boiled fish and he took it in their presence and ate it. He said to them, This is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms. Then he opened their minds so that they could understand the Scriptures. He told them, This is what was written. The Messiah must suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Just, just on a side, this is not part of what I was going to do, but let's just step back in the Scripture for a second. So he said, look, y'all. Okay, that's the Southern Jesus. I'm sorry. Look. <laughs> look. 
And we've had stretchy Jesus. We can have, we can have bendy Jesus. We, we can have southern Jesus. <laughs> he said, look at my hands. Look at my feet. And they still didn't believe. So he was like, okay, I'm going to settle this now. Give me something to eat. I don't know if you all saw Casper the Ghost, the movie. When Casper ate, it didn't stay in him. <laughs> it stayed in Jesus. Okay? Jesus will go out of his way to make himself known and believed by people. I mean, that's just the bottom line. That when I read that, I find a certain amount of humor, and then I feel almost guilty because I'm laughing at this. But, but y'all, there is, some, there is some humor in that. The, the, the depth that Jesus will go to say, I love you. You are important to me. You are all of that and a bag of chips too. Love, my friends, is the single greatest force to the, that the world has ever seen or known. It has led to the rise and fall of empires, led many to give their very lives on, for others. It's everywhere. That's something that Ann Landers said. Now, for those of you who don't know Ann Landers, that used to be, she, she used to be, she's now deceased, but she used to be uh, a writer, and people would write her for advice a lot of times because they needed to hear words of, of affirmation and hope. It was one of the first things my mom looked at in the newspaper every morning when it came. To hear the words, I love you, changes everything. Those words give us a sense of worth and give us an anchor for life. Sometimes the words are not just spoken. They're received in other ways. Have you ever been in a, in a group setting and somebody came up and and spoke something to you and you felt the immediate love of God from the words, the immediate affirmation that God thinks you're something. Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. Many people... Many people are looking for words that will give them life. If your love language is, is, is affirmation, is looking for affirmation or receiving affirmation, then, then words of, of hope and words of, of recognition and words that, that breathe, breathe life into you. The problem is, though, that many people go all over the place, and there's just a few social media places, looking, trying to find a glimmer of hope that they have worth, that they, that they have meaning, that they, that they belong. The problem is, is that while I am not going to dog any of that, okay, I am not going to put any of that down because I use a lot of it in my work and, and in my spare time. I'm 
not going to say that it's inherently bad, as some people might say. But what I will say is that if that's the only place that we're going to try to find affirmation, if that's the only place that we're go, we go to to try to find acceptance, if that's the only place that we go to try to figure out that somebody cares that we're looking for affirmation, and that's all that we do, then we've got a problem, folks. Because affirmation is not going to come from those places. Now, I will admit, I have posted stuff on Facebook, kind of life experiences. And there are many of my friends that, that I don't have opportunity because they're 800 miles away who have posted words of support. Shortly after I had the hand surgery, I, when I finally got out of the, the, the club bandages, I posted a, a picture of, of what I said, the naked arm finally. And I heard from some of my friends from Maryland and from Delaware and some of my clergy colleagues that I went through process and said, you know, we're really glad you're doing a great job for ministry. We hope this gets better so that you can the words of affirmation that were good. But you know what, y'all? That doesn't happen that regularly. And it doesn't happen with strangers. But yet, many of our kids, many of our young adults, and many of our older adults are going to these types of places to find the affirmation that they need. And, and, and the bottom line is, is that the only place they're going to get it is from God. People who have the love of affirmation thrive on positive compliments and encouragement and they are looking for someone to notice their worth and recognize it. Hear these words from God. Jesus said, look at my hands, look at my feet. It is I. Touch and see. A ghost doesn't have flesh and bones. You see, I have. What Jesus was doing was saying, you matter. You are good, and, and you are the reason that I went through this. Not death, but resurrection. I was raised from the dead so that you could have life because you matter. In sharing with those people, Jesus was reminding them of words of affirmation that he had shared with them from the very beginning. Think about that for a second. What was happening when Jesus died was that people had lost hope. They had found an amazing amount of hope because Jesus spent his entire ministry affirming people going to the least and the last and the lost and telling them that they make a difference that they have a place at the table, not because of what they've done, but simply because of who they are. Jesus took some hits from that. Why does he eat with sinners and tax collectors? Because they matter. But when Jesus died, the people who had come 
to follow Him and who were feeling the amazing, unmerited, but everlasting God, love of God were, 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 were missing that affirmation that they mattered. So when Jesus came, He said, You matter. In, in short, what Jesus was saying is, in those words, See, I'm here. Is I love you. Hearing words of affirmation mean everything to people who need it. You can you can be present. You can give time. You can do all of the other love languages, but if the main way that people experience the love of others and God is through hearing. You can do everything, but you need to say, I love you. You matter. You are somebody. Hear these words from God. I am the Lord, your God, who teaches you what is best for you, who directs you in the way that you should go. Now, do me a favor. I, I'm, I'm going to do something. I, I think it was when I took the oath of office as a chaplain for the police department. I had to raise my right hand. Left. Uh, I had to place my hand, right hand on the Bible is what it was, actually. I was trying to think what it was there. I had to place my right hand on the Bible and repeat after the mayor. And anywhere that he said his name, I was supposed to say my name when I took that oath of office as chaplain. So what I'm going to ask you to do is, is, is repeat after me. Use wherever I say you, don't say you. Put your name in it for me. And, and oh, yeah, by the way, y'all at home, you don't get off either. You need to do this. It's important. I am the Lord your God who teaches you what is best for you what who excuse me who directs you in the way you should go Do not fear for I am with you do not be dismayed, for I am your God. Your is your name. I uphold you with my righteous hand. I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. What does it feel like to hear God through Scripture say those words to you? You see, sometimes we get so caught up in everything that we forget that the Bible was written so that we might know that we are important, that, that, that 
Jeremy is important, that Rick is important, that Dana is important, that, that Harriet is important, that you fill in your name is important. They are God's words of affirmation. In a world that, quite frankly, is not that affirming these days. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never die, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. He, you, we can hear these words every day if we choose to go there. When people call us, when we read Scripture, when we listen to music, God and others are saying, I am there. Dana, thank you for the music today. <laughs> there was affirmation all through that, and it was God speaking through you and the rest of the, the praise team, saying, you are important. This is what God says. Every one of us has a desire to be affirmed for being on the journey. I mean, let's face it. It's not about successfully completing the journey sometimes. It's just about surviving it sometimes. Have you ever been there? Where you just don't know if you can take that one more step to keep on keeping on? When it seems like everything is against you, when everything is wrong... People are there. It's almost like J Jeremy talked about Job, I think, a little bit. It's like Job's friends that were all there going, Hey, yeah, uh, we're here. What did you do? In the midst of all of that noise, in the midst of all of that, that stuff, we can choose to hear God's words. God knows we are struggling. And God goes out of the way to affirm us with a language that we can understand. Whether it be words of affirmation, whether it be presence, whether it be you name it, love, and all of those other things, what God will go out of God's way to speak to us in the ways that our heart can hear. People whose primary language is affirmation want to be assured that they aren't going to be missed. Who are? Who they are and what they are doing is important and recognized by God and by others. There was a young girl in my congregation. She had Down syndrome. She was the most amazing woman I have ever met. She was maybe 13 at the time. I watched in that community while 
other people would not speak to her, while other people would not recognize her because they thought that she wasn't capable of understanding. The very church had done that to her. When it came time for her to get her Bible for Bible Sunday that we did with Sunday school, the church didn't give her a Bible because she wouldn't understand it anyway. Well, I got... Okay, I didn't get. I was a little bit aggravated at that. So I went to her mom and I said to her mom, what Bible can I get her for Bible Sunday? She said, well, nobody thinks that. I don't care what people think. And if y'all haven't figured that out about me yet, hurry up. (laughs) So we went and got her a Bible and I had her name, Sammy, put on it. We didn't tell her what was going to happen. And on that Sunday when we did... Bible Recognition Sunday for all of the kids. She got her Bible. And she glowed like there was no tomorrow. She lit up the room because she was affirmed as being a person of worth on the journey. And just for the record, she gets it. Because three weeks later, she walked up to me and she went, Pastor Rick? I went, yes, Sammy. She said, you said you love all of the kids, didn't you? Yes, I did. She said you'd do anything in the world for the kids. You see, I wasn't thinking I was getting set up. I was getting set up. I went, Sammy, you know that. I will do anything in the world as long as it's legal. Okay? She said, so, you know Special Olympics is going to happen in February, the fundraiser. And I went, yeah, Sammy, I've heard about that. She said, will you jump in the ocean in February for us? Yes, Sammy, I would love to do that. And with a big smile, she said, You make me feel special. It wasn't me. It was me working on behalf of God, affirming who she was. How many of us go through life just hoping that somebody would recognize who we are? Hear the good news. God sees you. God knows you. God loves you. And God thinks you're all of that. So here's the question. How can we be part of God's response to affirming people? Well, I think there are maybe eight things. Number one. Be authentic. Now, Davis, you've got a copy of my sermon, and that's not what that says, so don't start laughing if you read that what I put up there. Be authentic. People who have words of, affect, of affirmation 
as their primary love language, know when you are not being authentic. When I was growing up in a Jewish family, um, can you turn this over a second, Shelley? When I was growing up in a Jewish family, there were my relatives. My relatives were, were, were affirming people. That's, that's what you do in that family that I came from. They would love you. They would tell you you're the best thing in the world. But the rest of their friends would do something like this. Oh, aren't you cute? <laughs> I wanted to slap them so bad. <laughs> or, oh, yeah, we love you. Really? In COVID, thank you. In COVID times now, I guess that's what we do. But, but, but you know, don't, don't, don't pat me on the head, okay? I'm just saying. <laughs> Be authentic. You know, Shelly, you're an amazing woman of God. God is using you in amazing ways. And I am so glad that I know you and that I get to call you my friend. That's true. There's a difference. Be empathetic. Jeremy, yesterday sucked. <laughs> it was a long day for you, and I know that. And because you had to go through that, I believe God wanted you to know that there are other people that will step up and walk for you. But I understand that you have hard days. And the better thing is, is God knows that too. And God will continue to put people in your lives to do that. Say, I love you a lot. Y'all, I never said I love you to dudes until I moved to the South. It still feels weird. <laughs> I mean, it... it, it uh, <laughs> But you know what? <laughs> I'm doing it now. <laughs> I mean, if it, the first time I looked at Davis and said, dude, I love you, I was like, ah. <laughs> and he went, I love you too. And I'm going, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> but people who need affirmation need to know that they're loved. So use those words. Don't be afraid of them. Use them a lot. Give them a shout-out every so often. You know what? Recognizing people, acknowledging that people are doing things, that people are, are, are making a difference in your life, that's important. Mitzi, I didn't know it was you and, and your family that was sending a lot of the notes until just recently. They meant a lot to me. Thank you. There are so many people that do things in this church that aren't recognized and choose to be that way. But every so often, y'all, it's important to say, look, this is great. Point out their strengths. Sandy, when I 
wherever I am, I want you to do the arrangements for me. <laughs> and while I'm alive, if you want to do some stuff for me in worship, please do. <laughs> because you do it well. Make words of affirmation a habit. It's so easy to find the negative things that people do. I remember one of the first times my dad was teaching me how to, how to nail, simple thing, how to nail a nail into a board. Remember one of the first times you learned how to do that and you missed the nail? That thumb was bigger than any other finger on either hand for a little bit of time. Because it was going thunk, thunk, thunk. That's like the, the negative things about people. They're out there big and bold. We can see those because, because they're just, they, they just seem to be so much larger. In management, in retail, we are told that we need to do the best that we can do to give good experiences, even though people won't recognize it because the first time they get a negative experience, they're going to share it with everybody. How about joining me in changing that? How about making affirmation a major part, a major habit of what we do and who we are? A bunch of years ago, I became the pastor, and I know a couple of them are watching, and I'm just going to have to repent and ask for forgiveness for this. I was I became pastor of a church I didn't want to go to. I thought I had been sent to Sheol. <laughs> to the end of the world, to the end of the earth. I had done something that made the bishop and the cabinet mad, and this was my punishment. I knew it. That was before I met them. And then I realized that they were some of the most amazing people, and they were the most formative in my ministry. They taught me how to praise, do praise and worship. They taught me how to make a difference in the world. They taught me all of the things that I needed to know to be who I am and to do what I do. They were affirming. They were loving. They, they, they included me from day one. Even though I was from about two and a half hours from them, I was below the canal. Thank you. The first, one of the first services that I remember so vividly, Mrs. Pat, the reason we called her Mrs. Pat is her husband was Mr. Pat. It just made it easier in the church. Mrs. Pat was our music director, and she said, Rick, I've got a song I want you to hear. We're going to do it whether you like it or not, but I think you're going to like it. And I went, okay. It was a Janet Pascal song called Written in Red. The words go like this. In letters of crimson, God wrote his love 
on a hillside so long, long ago. For you and for me, Jesus died, and love's greatest story was told. Down through the ages, God wrote his love with the same hands that suffered and bled, giving all that he had to give, a message so freely and easily read. I love you, I love you. That's what Calvary said. I love you, I love you. I love you, written and read. From Calvary to today and beyond, my friends, God is saying, I love you. You are important. God speaks these words each day. God tells us that we are good. We are His children. We are uniquely and joyfully made. We are somebody. Now, I've been fighting this whole sermon whether or not I was going to do this really bad joke. And I've decided I need to just because I have to. Mark Lowley, contemporary Christian singer, southern gospel singer, really, and and just an all-around cut-up kind of guy, looked at a group of people one day and said, look at your hand. Okay, let's try that again. He looked at a bunch of people and said, look at your hand. Well, most of you are, okay. Look at your hand. It's, isn't it amazing? It does. And you notice I'm using my right hand because this one's not, is still learning again. <laughs> it can do all kinds of things. It can pick up things. It can caress a baby. It can, it can dig and it can pull and it can do all kinds of stuff. Now, look at the tips of your fingers. You see all of those swirls? Fingerprints, we call them. There is not another soul that has those. Look at your thumb. It is because of that thumb and the opposable nature of your thumb that you are different than other animals. You can grasp and you can, well, not with this hand, but you can grasp and you can do all of these really cool things. Look at your thumb. It's got its own special print. Do you know what that means? You are thumb body. <laughs> it's not mine, buddy. <laughs> God is saying, I mean, if you get, if you're in one of those lousy moods, look at your thumb and just simply think, I am thumb body. <laughs> when these words of affirmation seem to diminish in our minds, we need to refocus. We need to change because, you see, God hasn't moved. It took me a while to understand that. When God seemed the furthest away, it wasn't God who moved, it was me. We need to refocus who we are, what we're doing. And for me, and I read it in the book, and, and actually I read it, I think it was in this book, and I didn't realize that I actually did that, but I do. When I feel like I'm alone, I begin to speak words of affirmation to God. God, you're awesome. 
God, I love you. God, you've always been there for me. God, you have never left me alone. God, in the hardest times, you spoke words to me that gave me hope. God, you and you can fill in the blank. And when you begin to do that, it connects our heart with the heart of God. And then suddenly we begin to hear those words from God. You are special. You I created before anybody knew it. I loved you so much that I gave my life for you. You make a difference in this world. You are an incredible creation of mine and you need to be here and you can change the world. For people who need affirmation as, a, as their major love language, Simply switching a little bit changes the world. By speaking these words, we connect our heart to God's heart. And you know what? I don't think that there's any better place that I have seen that but in some of the Psalms. Because it's right there that you see the heart, the frustration of the writers. Lord, you have, you have done all of this stuff to me, but nevertheless, I know you love me. And Psalm 139 is probably one of my favorite. So hear these words again. Psalm 139. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up, you discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my laying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. You hem me in behind and before and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. Where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me and the light and the light about me be night. Even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is as bright as the day, for darkness is as light to you. For you, are, for you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every one of them, the days that were formed for me when as yet there were none of them. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God! How vast is the sum of them! If I were to count them, 
They are more than the sand. I await, and I am still with you. The word of God for the people of God. Let us stand together and worship. God speak. Speak to us so that we know that that you are here. Speak to us so that we know that, that, that we make a difference in this world. Hear us, Lord, as we pray. But not just our words. Let us hear you. 
hear you from you, but hear you from others. Speak to us, Lord, in every way that you can and help us to hear it as you go forth from this place. Know that God is with you. But not only is God with you, but God loves you. God thinks that you are amazing. God thinks that you are unique. God thinks that you make a difference. Now go. Share those words with the world so that they might know that they too are special and known by God. And may the grace and peace of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit go with you and affirm you in every place you go. Home and here. Go in peace. Amen.